I'm going to challenge the Star of the Doubts listeners, kind of like I challenge people when they're at a workshop with me. Pull out a pad and paper right now. I want you to write down about 15 items, things that you have always wanted to do in your life. Things that are, we call them bucket thoughts. They're in the back of your head. You've been walking around with this like, hey, I've always wanted to learn to play the guitar. I've always wanted to speak this other language, or I've always wanted to go to this place. Or more importantly, I've always wanted to have this relationship with a family member. I want to have this career, this education. Start writing and have an absolute wow conversation. Don't how it at all. Don't try to figure out how it's going to happen. Just say, man, if life was unlimited, what would I do? And then write that down and see if that sparks something in you, if it refuels that passion bucket so that you can attack life a little bit more intentionally. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm your host, Jared Easley. We have a couple people that are joining us today. First off, we have Larissa Galinas from VegetarianZen.com. Hey, Larissa. Hey, how's it going? It's awesome. And then we also have Kamanzi Constable from KamanziConstable.com. Hey, Kamanzi. Hey, how come I don't get like more of a special intro? I mean, don't you think like we should do something <laughs> a little bit more special for me? I think I should have said aloha in hindsight, and then I don't want to make Larissa feel left out. So you're not special today, Kamanzi, other than oh, I think well, you're you special. need to tell the editor we need some like special <laughs> music or something when I come oh, on. Oh, you want like the Ric Flair music? Yeah, now yeah. you're getting okay. it. Well, wow. I applaud your humility. Kamanzi, yeah. you couldn't see it, but he was throwing up glitter in the when he was <laughs> announcing. He was tossing glitter. So, so my webcam is working, Larissa. That's fantastic. All right. So, of course, our guest today, our special guest is Ryan Eller. Ryan is an experiential-based facilitator, keynote speaker, and international leadership consultant with Paradigm Shift. He recently spoke at TEDx Tulsa. He's also the co-host of the fantastic podcast, The Live Your List Show. Ryan, it is a pleasure to have you. Welcome to the show. Well, hey, I appreciate that. Hey, Kamanzi, I heard uh, on my microphone or my headphones, I heard Taylor Swift playing when you were introduced. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, my, no. my reputation precedes me, huh? Yes, sir. <laughs> I don't have a comeback for that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Speaking of good music and quality concerts, Ryan, what is the best concert that you have ever All right, been You know, to? I'm a faithful listener of Star of the Doubt, so I knew this question was coming. I put some thought behind it. I went to a concert. I've got two answers. I'll make it quick. I went to a concert whenever I was a teenager in Carthage, Missouri, called Shofar 97. And it had basically every Christian band from the late 90s that was there. You had Newsboys, DC Talk. You had Michael W. Smith. You name it. They were all there. And I was like just in heaven, you know, absolutely in heaven (laughs) in Carthage, Missouri. Well, I, I heard a lot of those bands growing up, and so I recognize every one of those people that you just named. And the, so other, the other answer is I actually went – this is a little known fact. I went to a small regional college in Oklahoma called Northeastern State University and started college with a young lady named Carrie Underwood. And hmm. she was in a sorority, and I was in a fraternity, and they did this like Greek week talent show the first semester of college. And she got up to sing in the, the auditorium, and everybody there was like, this is the greatest singer anyone has ever heard. It was phenomenal. Yeah, it's too bad that didn't work out for yeah, her. Yeah, I know, right? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll move into some easy softball Let's questions. Larissa, will you kick us off? Sure, yeah. So, Ryan, what's the number one item on your bucket list? What is, like, the first thing you want to do? All right, super. There's an easy question, easy, easy answer here. All seven continents. And that's up for debate to some people. Some people think there's five continents. Some people think there's six. I say there's seven. And uh, so step foot on all seven continents. That's number one by far, not even close. Oh, that's, what are the that's awesome. Questions? Yeah, I'm right there with you. I want to do that too. So that's awesome. 
Yeah, I just added that to my bucket list. So what, what are the two in question, Ryan? Well, oh, some people are confused about Antarctica. To me, it's a continent, clearly. But then the real one is the Eurasia. Since there's not really a dividing point in between Europe and Asia, so they'll say Eurasia is one continent. It just depends on who you're asking. But you're asking me, and I say there's seven. I want to go to all seven. <laughs> well, Ryan, I've spoken on three of those continents in case anybody was My wondering. man. Hey, that's what I'm talking about right there. <laughs> all right, Ryan, what is the craziest thing you've experienced while traveling? Oh, that's a great question. So <laughs> I mentioned this in my TED Talk. You guys can go check that out on YouTube. I'm awfully proud of it. But I went to China. My wife's brother taught English in China for about four years. And we got the real, like the full blown on China, Chinese experience because we went to Beijing. And so I kind of saw that this tourist China. But my brother-in-law married a Chinese woman and we stayed with her family. And when we got there, they took us to this massage parlor. We were tired from traveling. You've probably been on those long flights. You get over there, you're exhausted. So we go to a massage parlor. I don't really know what to expect, but they want to perform a Chinese cupping on me, which in Chinese and Mandarin, I'm going to butcher this in Mandarin, but it's called Bagua or something similar. But basically, they light these glass bowls on fire. They put rubbing alcohol on the outside of the glass bowl. They light it on fire, and then they stick it on your back. And the craziest thing about this is I didn't know it was coming. Like, there was a language barrier there. You know, I'm going to get this normal <laughs> massage, which you think would be a massage. And no, no, my friend, they stuck glass bowls on my back, about 30 of them. Uh, but I went with it because I didn't know what to do. I was just kind of this unsuspecting tourist there. But it was, <laughs> it was a phenomenal experience, nonetheless. I wasn't sure where that story yeah, was going. So I, I, I thought we were going to have to get out the bleeper there or something, Jerry. No, I, was, I, I was about to make a note for the editor. Note. Yeah. All right, right. <laughs> All right, so, Ryan, let's talk food because people here love food, and I know a couple of us are vegetarian, not me yet, but let's talk about the best Meal of the day. Oh, best meal of the day, no doubt. Brenner. Breakfast for dinner. I don't care what kind of day you have. If it, I don't care what kind of day you have. You come home and you smell bacon, or if you're vegetarian, not bacon, you know, pancakes on the griddle. Your day, you're going to end up having a good day. I mean, your day is good because you had breakfast for dinner. That makes me happy. Ryan. Tofu, turkey, bacon. I'll is take that, it. Is, I'll take it. Uh, hey. they, they, they have that, Jared. They have Morningstar. They have uh, tofu, sausage, and all that. But Ryan, just from our pre-call, I could definitely tell you from the South. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, uh, uh, biscuits and gravy, I don't know if that qualifies me from being from the South. But yeah, give me some biscuits, some gravy, some bacon, sausage, eggs. That's heaven for me. I might die of cholesterol, but I'll die happy. <laughs> I'll die with a smile on my face, and it'll be a good night. <laughs> You know, there's someone in Washington State right now saying, hey, I like biscuits and gravy. Well, yeah. so. You know, it's yeah, right. Jared, you say that the further north you go, like to the northeast, biscuits and gravy is like a foreign concept. I went to uh, Rhode Island and they tried to give me a hollandaise uh, or uh, eggs Benedict in place of biscuits and gravy. It's not the same. Not even close, as a matter of fact. All right. Duly noted. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's talk game shows then. Now, the game show you were on is Let's Ask America. Is that right? That's right. I know where this is going. Okay. So then who won more money, you or Jared Murray, your co-host? It might be that Jared might have planted this question because he loves to bring it up in conversation. Because we were on a, a game show called Let's Ask America. It's on about 35 markets across the United States. And I was boarding a plane to go to Brazil. As a matter of fact, I get this call from North Hollywood. I'm like, I'm not going to answer it. But they left a voicemail. So I said, well, I will answer it. It's going to be gone for a couple of weeks. 
And it turns out it's his game show. And they said, hey, we think you'd be an excellent contestant for the show. So I applied. I interviewed. I went through about 10 screening processes. Long story short, you play from home via Skype. And it's kind of like family feud type questions. I got on the show and they asked me, they said, hey, we need more people from Oklahoma. And I said, well, my good friend Jared would be excellent for this too. So I got him on the show and that punk, his show filmed first, (laughs) they recorded it first. His was the second ever show and he won $37,500. Oh, no. And so I get on the show and I win too. It's the big thing. Like I win. It's like, it's this big accomplishment, but it's a month later. And Jared had this uh, watch party at his church and there were hundreds of people there supporting him. And this is the greatest thing ever. I had a watch party at my house with my mom and dad and uh, (laughs) and I won a thousand dollars, which is quite the accomplishment, right? I mean, most people don't win game shows, but people come up to me and say, why can't you be more like Jared? And I say, I got that guy on the show, but it doesn't really matter. He won uh, $36,500 more than me. And he reminds me of it on an often basis. Hey, Jared, do we have that Jared in the queue for interviews? Well, well, actually, what we do have in the queue, and this Ryan did not know this, is we're actually going to play Let's Ask Star of the Doubts right now. So the first question is going to Larissa. Larissa, there are, fill in the blank, there are blank continents in the world. <laughs> well, let's say it depends on who you ask. If you ask Ryan Eller, there's seven. Ding, 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 um, ding. Ask, <laughs> how much do I win? Do I win 1000 Do I get 1000 for that? Yeah, that that's a $37,000 question. $1,000. So you officially beat Ryan Sweet. on this show. I pre- yeah, one more. Just add it to the list of people that have beaten me on that game show. <laughs> So right, that's the end so, of the show. Um, <laughs> Jared, um, top leadership virtue or characteristic a leader must have. All right. So yeah, let's ask Ryan. Yeah. yeah. Ryan Jared. <laughs> Kamanzi just, just lost. That. Jared Jared Ryan, you Kamanzi owes a thousand dollars. You just you just beat me, Ryan. There you go. Your first Good. victory. So All right. So the, the what was the question? Ryan, Ryan, top leadership virtue or characteristic a leader must have. You know, we get asked that question a lot. And we talk about lots on our podcast and when we're in workshops, we often ask the crowd, you know, hey, what kind of leader do you want to be? And we challenge. I, I work with a lot of educators. A lot, I work with a lot of facilitators. I work with a lot of young people. And I say, who are you leading? And then I ask them, you know, beyond that, look at your past. Think about leaders in your past that really made a difference to you. What kind of virtues or characteristics? You know, Ben Franklin would call it a virtue. I'm calling it a characteristic. What kind of characteristic do you need for leadership? And for me, every single time, it boils back down to discipline, self-discipline. And there's a few in the top five. You know, courage goes up there, which I think is good for starve the doubts. I think honesty is up there. But back to self-discipline, when you can control you and you control what you're doing, then you have an opportunity to do more, be more, experience more, which in turn will go back and help the people that are following you, who are choosing to follow you. They're following you because you are disciplined in what you're doing and you're making a difference. Oh, well said. All right, Ryan. So you started a business that provides leadership training and development for groups, and you often tell groups to start their development by creating a bucket list. Why is that? Well, you know, it's funny because we talk about leadership. It's such a broad term. It's kind of like People say, I want to become a better leader. It's kind of like saying, I want to be better at sports, which is technically correct, but it doesn't really make sense in our vernacular. So I would say, let's get a little bit more specific. What does leadership, you know, if you're training to be a offensive lineman, you are training much differently than if you're a ballerina. Well, they're both athletes. It's both sports. But if leadership is that broad, like sports, how can we narrow that down? And first thing that I ask people to do is say, let's just have a dream session. 
let's talk about what do you really want to do. And you know, it's crazy about bucket lists is they always start out the same way. Let's write down some travel destinations. I want to go to Antarctica. I want to go to Hawaii. I want to go to you know Europe and backpack throughout Europe. And then it gets a little bit deeper. Maybe we'll talk about adventure. The more and more that you brainstorm, it's like having a wow session. And I'm not going to worry about the how right now. I'm not going to worry about how I'm going to do this. I'm literally just going to worry about what I want to do. It starts to get more and more and more depth to the things that you add to your list. And it's like, well, I want to impact these people and I want to have this kind of career and I want to have this kind of relationship. And that boils to me, it boils down. It's almost like a tournament, if you will, like a purpose tournament. Let's put all this stuff up on the board and have a tournament and what's going to win out there. And it really starts to feel its way down the more and more that you have those wow sessions. So now once you have that list, how do you take one of those dreams that you put on your bucket list? How do you turn that into a goal? Well, you know, any item is, we talked about this on one of our recent podcast episodes. For me, it goes idea, like, hey, I have this really cool idea. And then it turns into, that's going to become a dream of mine. So bucket list kind of think idea turn into dream. And then next, we need to take that dream and break it kind of down into a goal and think deeper than this is just some far away thing I want to do. How can I make this a SMART goal? Which you probably have seen the acronym, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time bound. How can I break it down? So for some of my dreams, I don't need necessarily to break them down to a goal yet because they're still just a dream. They're far out there. But the things that I actually want to accomplish, I need to break them down as far as I possibly can. So if my dream is to someday get my PhD, which is actually on my list, I think that would be a lot of fun. What do I need to do right now? I need to maybe get a master's degree. Maybe I need to start taking a test. Maybe I need to take the GRE. I mean, how far back can I go into where I can actually make an action step and then make it something that will actually happen in my life? So idea to dream to goal, that's kind of the process we use. And Ryan, um, Jared and I were talking yesterday. One of my dreams slash goals is to speak in China. Yeah? Yeah. I want to go to China. I've got family over there. That's all I'm saying. Dude, hook they, they me have up. some really good. Mas- they have really good massages. They do, so. man. The Chinese cupping is uh, way different than it sounds. It's awesome. <laughs> if I edit that out, Jared. <laughs> 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 hey, if you're going to edit stuff out, Chinese par- massage parlors are sketch, man. You better know where you're going. <laughs> you better know where you're going if you're going to go to a Chinese <laughs> massage uh, parlor. I have- I have a new bucket list. Hey, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, it's getting hot in here. No doubt. <laughs> I spoke last year in the Philippines, and yeah, it's a lot of the same thing. You got to be very careful where you walk into. Not that I know right. from personal experience. Right. So, no, Ryan, bad. do goals and dreams have anything to do with your purpose or our you know, purpose? Uh, somewhat. And we get this question a lot, too. Do our goals and dreams have to do with our purpose? And I'm going to speak for a lot of people in my age group, which I'm 31 years old. So, you know, I'm old enough to where I've graduated college, I've got a family, I've got a child, I've got a home, I've got all these short-term goals. I think that we often get our purpose and our career and our passion all kind of mixed up. And for me, we need to look at purpose being a verb instead of a noun and say, if my purpose is not my career, my purpose is not a person, it's not a thing, it's actually to serve or to give or to encourage, to motivate and to empower. And if you look at your purpose that way, and as opposed to saying, well, my goal is my purpose. Well, what happens if your goal changes or if you don't hit your goal or 
then you kind of lose your purpose and you can kind of be wafting. And I see it happen. I think my generation is having not midlife crisis, but quarter life crises when they get to be 25 and they're like, well, I hit all my short term goals. I've got all these things, the wife, the home, the white picket fence, the college degree, the job. And we say, well, this is it. And nothing against, you know, my wife and my dog, my home, my child, but saying I'm meant for so much more in life. And if you can try to figure out, hey, what is my verb? And for me, it's empower. And I want to, in everything that I do, whether it is my career as a speaker, or as a facilitator, whether it's through the, my podcast or it's through my interaction with somebody at line in Walmart, I want to try to empower. And if I can do that, if I lose my job or if I lose my home or if, I, if things drastically change, I still know my purpose. And I think that's kind of this paradigm shift moment that I had for me a while back was saying, you know, it's a verb. It's to empower. And it took me a while to figure that out. And, and I may not be 100% there, but I'm certainly trying to be intentional to figure that out. Ryan, what is the difference between our purpose, our career, and passion? And that's what I mentioned earlier, Jared, that I think we kind of get those three mixed up. And that if our purpose is a verb, this is kind of an analogy I've used or metaphor I've used to make it make sense in my head, because sometimes I'm a little dense and then pictures and stories kind of make it help make sense to me. But if our purpose is this road of life, and I'm going to go Pollyanna on you here for a second, but like, I'm traveling down this road of life and my purpose is the highway. Like I'm going in my direction that I need to go. The road or the highway, that is your purpose. You want to get on the right road to go to the right destination. And that means something different to different people. Our career is the vehicle in which we travel down that road. If that makes sense, you know, and our vehicle can be, we can have more than one vehicle. We talk about career often because anything you do for 40 hours a week or more it's going to have a huge emphasis on how you view life. And so for me, it's like, I want my purpose, my verb to be the roads and my vehicle. I want to be in the appropriate vehicle driving at the right speed and going the right direction. And then lastly, passion is our fuel. That's what keeps us going. I know that you guys talked to uh, Dynamite Dixie a little bit about passion. Passion's been thrown under the bus lately. And for me, I think passion is a mix of inspiration and motivation and rest and travel and anything. It's whatever refuels you. And the larger the vehicle, if you will, if you'll stay with me for a second, the larger the vehicle you drive down this road, the more fuel you will need. So if you're saying, hey, I'm driving a semi truck because I'm taking 50 people with me and we're going on this journey together. Well, you better by dadgummit have a lot of fuel in your tank because you will run out. That's why there are people who are in the right spot. They know what their purpose is and they're in the right career and they can just get drained, completely drained and not be able to go any further. And just like fuel in your car, your passion can be siphoned by other people. And we see it, Jared, when we go, a new person comes onto a team or gets hired they come in the office and everybody there is just a burnout. They dump all of the stuff on the person that actually has the fuel to keep going until they get drained as well. That's why it's, you have, it's so important to surround yourself by people who refuel your passion. We call it the passion bucket. Refuel your passion bucket instead of take it away from it. And that's why, to me, having a bucket list, having a list of dreams or a life list or a goal list that's the kind of thing that will keep you going because you know, you go to a conference like the podcast movement, you walk away from there and you're fired up. Your passion bucket is full. Like I can take on the world now. I can do more. It's because your passion bucket's full and that helps you do the monotonous day-to-day mumbo jumbo that we have to deal with with everyday life routine. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's perfect. So then why does personal leadership matter? Well, I think it goes back to talking about what's that number one leadership characteristic and it's self-discipline to me. It means different things to different people, but it's about being intentional. It's about saying, I am who I am. I have my God-given talents. I'm surrounded by the people I'm surrounded with. How can I maximize that? Not for me, not for my betterment, but so that I can give back or help other people. And I honestly, I'm a positive through the roof kind of positive individual and optimistic, see the greatest in everybody kind of guy. And I really do think that the far majority of people I've met, regardless of where I've gone, whether it's been China or Cuba or Brazil or all throughout Europe or wherever, United States, wherever I go, I think people just want to help other people. I think that they want to live a life of intention so that they can do more than the status quo. They're not just waking up in this routine of life that says, I get up at 6 a.m., I take my kids to school, I go to work, maybe on time, but probably late. I sit through meetings all day. I come home, I'm wore out. I eat dinner, I hang out with my family, I watch a little TV, I go to bed, I repeat. I think for most of us, we want a little bit more so that we can give back a little bit more, so that we can make a difference and impact others. And so that's why I think personal leadership matters because you want to be the best possible version of you. Once again, probably Pollyanna, the best version of you so that you can then in turn have opportunities to help others be the best possible version of themselves. And then in that way, that kind of gives your life meaning as well. Yeah. I mean, it helps with that verb that uh, whatever that verb is. And like I said, mine's empower. And I want to be the best version of me so that I can empower other people. Once again, I get to do it through several different mediums. It's not just through the podcast or speaking to a group or leading a group. It's in my everyday interactions. And I'm going to say I'm going to be on point today whenever I leave the house because someone out there might need that. And I have been given, like many of us, been given way more than I deserve. And life has been good to me in life. I have great family, great friends, great support, great opportunity, and not everyone gets that. And I want to be able to help other people get there. Wow. We're going to wrap up here, but I got to say, I can't speak for everybody else, but my passion cup is definitely full. You really brought it, Ryan. Thank yeah, you for I'm that. kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So Ryan, I'm going to ask you who is doing something that interests you, but you cannot say Jared Murr. All right. Well, I'm going to have to say Jared Murr. Um, <laughs> that's the last person I'd say. That guy, his ego is too big. Um, he, ah, geez. Uh, you know what? There's a podcaster out there I've been really enjoying, a guy named, by the name of Clay Shaver with uh, the Ramon and Clay podcast. And he's doing a phenomenal job. He, he lost like 200 and something pounds, which is just crazy to me. And he's trying to be the best version of him. And it just leads up and kind of reminds me of everything else that we talked about today. Yeah, that's fantastic. We need to potentially have a chat with Clay. Come on, Z. Yeah. So Kamanzi lost 170 pounds. I saw right that now. on your website, man. That's awesome. I like those uh, before after photos. It's huge. That's great. <laughs> All right. So what is the best place for the listeners to stay connected with you online, Ryan? Man, I'm kind of a Twitter-holic. I love Twitter. At Ryan underscore Eller, R-Y-A-N underscore E-L-L-E-R. You know, we've got the Live Your List show. If you Google Ryan Eller or Live Your List, or actually if you Google Awesome Bucket List, you're going to find mine. And so just check it out. I'd Find me. Connect with me. I'll tell you, there's nothing I like more than talking to people who are trying to be awesome. Because I want to be awesome too. And you're the average of the five people you spend the most time around. And I want to be around awesome people all the time. So please, please, please connect with me. Well, I don't know about Jared and Kamanzi, but I think you're pretty awesome. 
Well, hey, I appreciate that. I think I'm pretty awesome too. <laughs> so, Ryan humble. Yep. Ryan, do you uh, do you connect with vegetarians too? You know what? It's funny. <laughs> I'm going to Australia on Sunday, and I'm super excited about it. The host family I'm staying with is a vegan family, and so I'm going to be living vegan for a few weeks, which is going to be fun. I've done it one other time. I went vegan for a month to try to really push myself. But my brother-in-law was in China. He moved to India first. He was vegetarian for ever. So yeah, I tried to because you guys are awesome. Way cooler than me. (laughs) All right. Well, do you have any final thoughts for our listeners? Man, it's going to sound silly. I'm going to challenge the Star of the Doubts listeners, kind of like I challenge people when they're at a workshop with me. Pull out a pad and paper right now. I want you to write down about 15 items, things that you have always wanted to do in your life. Things that are, we call them bucket thoughts. They're in the back of your head. You've been walking around with this like, hey, I've always wanted to learn to play the guitar. I've always wanted to speak this other language, or I've always wanted to go to this place. Or more importantly, I've always wanted to have this relationship with a family member. I want to have this career, this education. Start writing and have an absolute wow conversation. Don't how it at all. Don't try to figure out how it's going to happen. Just say, man, if life was unlimited, what would I do? And then write that down and see if that sparks something in you, if it refuels that passion bucket so that you can attack life a little bit more intentionally. Oh, I love that. I'm going to do that tonight with Vicky. I think that's a nice. great idea. <laughs> Ryan, I absolutely love it, man. I appreciate you being on the show. This was a lot of fun. And uh, I think on the outro music, I'm going to ask the editor to have some sizzling bacon <laughs> playing in the background. That's just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be all right with that. <laughs> hey, Ryan, we definitely appreciate it. Best wishes to you and the Live Your List and your trip to Australia. Yeah, no doubt. I'm super excited. And thank you to Larissa and Kamanzi. Yeah, thanks so much, Jared. Hey, you guys are awesome. Go live your list. What kind of characteristic do you need for leadership? And for me, every single time, it boils back down to discipline, self-discipline. And there's a few in the top five. You know, courage goes up there, which I think is good for starve the doubts. I think honesty is up there. But back to self-discipline, when you can control you and you control what you're doing, then you have an opportunity to do more, be more, experience more, which in turn will go back and help the people that are following you, who are choosing to follow you, They're following you because you are disciplined in what you're doing and you're making a difference.